The Last Word on Sport on Today FM. With Carlsberg, official beer partner of the FAI. Probably the best partnership in the world. Get the facts, be drink aware, visit drinkaware.ie. It's Mark Lawrenson with us tonight for football. We've just lost Tony Cascarino, I'm told. Mark, you're on your own with me, but we've loads Ooh. to chat about. Let's no start pressure with... there, Matt. <laughs> Let's start with Mo Salah, because mm. I've been asking you about him last Monday, last Friday. Mm. The word is now Liverpool have rejected 150 million quid <laughs> sterling, which is mm. even more than they got from Philippe Coutinho from Barcelona in 2018. But that the Saudis could come back with a two. 100 million quid offer. Will Liverpool be able to turn that down? Well, I think the problem is, Matt, that where are they going to get a replacement? Um, That would be the crux of the matter, not so much. Obviously, the money's unbelievable. I mean, it's just mad, isn't it? But where would they get a replacement? I think, and it's a slight gamble, obviously, that they're thinking Salah in the team, fit for most of the season, qualify for Champions League next season and therefore can recoup some of the money back that they would have got if they'd sold him, etc. So it's a little bit of a gamble, but I mean, you know, if someone comes in and saying £200 million, it tends to turn heads, doesn't it? But I think at the moment, Liverpool are just very much, no, no, you know, he's on £400,000 a week already at, at, at Liverpool. And they say, no, do your bit break all the records and you'll be able to go next summer. Okay, but if just say he was to go and they're not able to get in a replacement until January, what about the striking options that they have? They've got Jota, they've got Nunes, they've got Diaz. Who else do they have at the moment? Uh, if you missed Gakpo. Gakpo. Yeah. yeah. Isn't there um, enough amongst those players to no. get them all the goals they need? No. No, Salah's a one-off. Absolutely, totally one-off. I mean... As well as being one of the most exciting, enjoyable players for the neutral to watch. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, so, so difficult to to play against, you know, left foot on the right, cutting in. And we know every time he does it, you know, the world and his wife knows what he's trying to do, which is score in the far corner and obviously does it on a regular basis. uh, His work as well, chasing back, has got better, Matt, much better. And he's very much a, a team member, so no, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't be convinced uh, if it were just left to the other four that Liverpool would get into the qualification for the Champions League with Salah. I think they've got a far better, far better chance. Well, there's two other players I want to talk to you about Liverpool before going into their game at Aston Villa on Sunday. Darwin Nunes, Nunes the goals mm-hmm. against Newcastle. I mean, is he? going to become a starter at some stage do you think for Liverpool is he going to be consistently good enough yeah I think so I think you can you can I mean I see most of the games that um and you can and I watch you know I see the live games basically and you don't just obviously watch the game itself you watch people's um movements etc you watch him I think he's been a little bit unlucky insofar as he came in and started well and then went off a little bit but I think after after the two goals on on Sunday at Newcastle, what do you do if you're the manager? If you're Klopp, do you say, right, come on, then uh, this is your this is your time to go. This is your time to like lead the line and things like that. And it may well be, Matt, you know that that if if Salah doesn't go, and obviously he plays on Sunday, 
maybe some of the pressure is off Nunes because everybody in the ground thinking, you know, what's Salah going to be like? Is he sulking? All those kind of things. So after his two goals and his confidence being high, this might just be the time to go. Darwin, you're playing through the middle. You know, we'll try and get you in behind the uh, Aston Villa defence. Use your pace, get us some goals and on you go. So... Maybe, maybe that was a real turning point against uh, Newcastle last week. Every Liverpool fan obviously hopes so. Okay, they've got Ryan Gravenbach, I think, coming in now from Bayern Munich, Mm. which then raises the question, what are they going to do with Trent Alexander-Arnold? Where are they going Uh, to play him? I see England have named him in their squad (laughs) as a midfielder, and that seems to be very definitely the position. But what is he going to be for Liverpool? A right-back or a central midfielder? Are they going to try continue with this uh, Manchester City-style idea of having us a right-back trying to be a midfielder simultaneously? Yeah, I think it's the latter, um, most definitely. And obviously, you know, when when they're all fit in terms of the, the, the normal back four, um, it'll just be allowed to push on because um, you know the the, the, the right hand centre back who's injured, obviously the French boy is injured. He, he, he generally, yeah, he he generally he's, he's he's really been really good, Matt, because he's come across generally and sorted out all the problems. And I think the the idea is that um, he makes an extra mid, midfield player, Trent Alexander Arnold, and you know he's passing in his vision or second to none. Um, and I think they'll just they will just play him that way, and then occasionally he will make a mistake at right back. But what they're saying is that what Klopp says is, look, you know, the number of times he, he assists, he makes goals, completely out out outwits the fact that sometimes, obviously, he, he, he makes he makes bad decisions playing at right back. But obviously, I mean, you know, him on the ball in space is is a real real addition in that in the midfield basically okay let's talk about Manchester United who were away at Arsenal on Sunday as well uh, Raphael Varane is out injured uh, <clears> interesting <throat> just for on the players going out that United didn't manage to shift Harry Maguire out and they may get Scott McTominay out before 11 o'clock tonight yeah. but what do you make of the players that have become surplus to requirements at Manchester United should they have just gotten rid of Maguire taken the financial hit and pay him off to go to West Ham well they, they could have done um, but obviously they, they, they decided not to and, and I, think, I think that Maguire's backing himself a little bit as well. He's, he's kind of looking at them defensively and saying, hold on a minute, you know, everybody everybody complains about me, but are these guys who are playing currently, are, are they any better better than me? Certainly, you know, the two main central defenders. So, um, I think that's just, just the case with Manchester United as well. It, it's been a bit of a mess and not so much of the managers making, just the fact that, you know, they've got to really seriously balance the books, but at the same time, try and get a, a team that can be, that will improve on last Season um, is the midfield player coming yet? Do we know that? Is it Arabat or whatever his name is? Amrabat, yeah, uh, the Moroccan from Fiorentina, who's a good yeah. footballer. But Manchester United have a history of play, of buying players who've done well at World Cups in midfield, who don't necessarily do as well when they get to Manchester United. Yeah, I think that. Don't you think that's changed now? I think that's a bit of a bit, bit of an old thing that really because that you, you never saw those players. Uh, they just play for the country. Say about 10 years ago, Moroccans or whatever, they, you, you wouldn't know anybody. Or even but, Brazilians. Oh, I mean, remember Cleverson, yeah. for example. Yeah. But I mean, I, th- I, think he's, I think he's exactly what they need. I really seriously do, because he just sits in front of the back two or three or whatever it is. 
and that's his that's his area. He dominates, and he's he's a very very good passer. Um, they're desperate to get people out the doors, aren't they? Because you know, then, then they can balance the books. Yeah, but, but what about some of them coming in regular and coming in from Tottenham at left back on a season long loan? Is he yeah. good enough? Well, I, I would. Every time I've seen him, he's looked ordinary. Um, but listen, you, 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 you just never know with players, do you? You just they, they, they play really well at one club, they get sold, and they look like a. Well, basically, they just don't look like they're the same player when they go somewhere else. It's whether they, have, they haven't started well and the confidence is good. All all those kind of things. So you, you, you never, ever know. And also, I mean, he's, just, he's coming in on loan, isn't he? Yeah, he is. And what about uh, Arsenal against Manchester United on Sunday? What way do you expect that to go? Arsenal. I think I think they had a wake-up call last week. I'm not, I'm not quite... I think... The manager was trying a bit too clever with party at right back and all those kind of things. And, and, and why, why changed that much? Because, you know, they're, they're a very good side. Uh, we know they just missed out last season. And I think it's, you know, new players that they've got in as well, the top, top players is, is just pick your best team in, in the positions where they are the best players and, and send them out and off they go. And if, listen, Matt, if, if they're not good enough, they're not good enough, but, I just think a little bit with Arteta and he's had a really good season and I think he's very tactically very, very good. I think sometimes with these guys, they overthink it. You know, and I think, I always remember, you know, and you go back to the days that you're playing, all the boot room guys at Liverpool would say, pick your best team. Because if you don't pick your best team and lose, you're forever wondering, would we have won with our best team, if that makes any sense? Let's talk about Manchester City. Because, again, some rather odd transfers. You know, this young fellow who was coming through, Cole Palmer, looked like a real find. Suddenly he sold to Chelsea for 40 million quid. Which is <laughs> well, wonder. And the other young players, they have a young fellow, McAtee, who is regarded yeah. as a coming force. He's gone off and loan to Sheffield United today. Uh, yeah. Taylor Bellwood-Harris, the centre-half, has gone off to Southampton. So why is it Manchester City, we hear an awful lot about these young players coming through and they're either been shipped off and loan yet again or sold off. What gives? Because they don't think they're going to be Champions League players. I think that, that in a nutshell, is it. It has to be that high a standard. Oh, it has to be that high a standard. But they, well, they, are, they are at an unbelievably high standard, as everybody knows. It's a bit like the old kind of Real Madrid and, and Barcelona. They're getting very, very close to that heightened standard. And, they, you know, the manager sees them in training every single day and you soon work it out. And, yes, yes, they're good players. Look, the, the money they've got for them is absolutely... If you look at a business, from a business point of view, it's, it's outstanding. Um, I mean, the guy coming in from Wolves, well, he's he's paid for one and a half times, is he not? With, yeah, with Matheus Nunes is coming in, the Portuguese international player, for about, I think it's about 55 million or so. It's near to 60 million. Yeah, and, and people go, well, he's not really done that much at, at, at Wolves, but he was brilliant in, in Portugal. I know it's a little bit different. And I think he he looks like one of those players that, well, like most players, would thrive under under Pep Guardiola and um, Guardiola's not made too many mistakes in the transfer market. We looked hundred million, didn't we, for our for our boy from Birmingham, uh, who's turned into a, a proper proper player, most definitely. But it's interesting. I mean, I see Calvin Phillips is in the England squad again. Yeah. He has hardly kicked a ball for Manchester City. Even when they've been down to, by their standards, reasonably bare bones in recent weeks, he can't get in to get a game. I mean, so does that suggest as well Manchester City at times buy players, stockpile them and don't use them? What should a player like Phillips no. do? 
Well, I, I would. I think the first thing you do, and you forget an agent in this particular proceeding, is you, you go and knock on the door and, and speak to the manager and just say, you know, what, what do I have to do to get in the team? Guardiola is a kind kind of person. I think he will say, well, you know, you team need to improve this, you need to improve that, or whatever. But no, they they they, they bought a very very good player and. I thought for a while, with all that stuff about the midfield players Liverpool were trying to buy, there Calvin Phillips was absolutely perfect, um, and I still think he'd be a very, very good player. But he, he obviously doesn't start, Matt. So uh, presumably, um, as well, Manchester City would not sell him to Liverpool. They wouldn't sell him to a rival. Apparently, in the way that they won't sell Cancelo to Arsenal, they want to send him off to Barcelona yeah. instead. Uh, what about West Ham? Were spoken of that he'd be a good replacement for Calvin Fitt or for uh, Declan Rice. Can anyone believe how well West Ham have gone so far this season? Um, no. Um, and you know how, how, how well I, did, I know. Um, Save a moist, moist, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I guaranteed three points tonight against Luton, you'd nearly think, wouldn't you? <laughs> I would think so. Listen, it'd be a great game to watch that when it's just, it's, that is fun. One of the things about the Premier League, about the top teams, but when you get a team like Luton in and they've had to build a brand new stand and all that, and I think it's just, it's just like a great occasion for them. Look, I mean, it's not so much that teams stockpile players, but it's just the fact that, you know, they, they think they can improve them and they can slot them in. But the thing with, with, uh, with, with West Ham is it's been a little bit of a battle behind the scenes with a new guy in charge of recruitment with Moisey. And, and Moisey's kind of saying, well, no, you know, I, I don't want him. I, I want him. And at the moment, everything's good because they started ex, ex, okay. extremely well. OK. In the couple of minutes we've left, was Newcastle have lost two of their first three games. They have a difficult enough game coming up against Brighton tomorrow. And what about the Champions League draw? PSG, Borussia Dortmund and AC Milan. That's a bit of a nightmare, a nightmare for them, isn't it? It's, it's an ouch in it, that one, most definitely. Um... And I think just, you know, as I said, I was at the Liverpool game there at the weekend and defensively, they're not the same as last year. They, they don't look as strong. And I think also the fact what they're going to get now is that, is that teams last year, Matt, went, went to Newcastle and tried to play against them. When I say play, actually play their own style. And now I think because of where they are and, and, and everybody talks about them and the players that they've got, teams will go there out, outside the bottom six. And just try and make it really, really difficult. Will they be able to break teams down? I'm not sure that they will, but they'll be able to. Any big transfers that we can look forward to tonight you think that could make a big difference for the buying teams? No. And the reason is, Matt, it absolutely takes an eternity now to buy someone. With everything that you have to go through, is is just mad. You've got people on planes going to another club or they think they have and all of a sudden get to the other end and say, no, we can't do it. The paperwork's not right and all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of Leeds fans hoping that's going to happen with Lewis Sinistera in the next few hours. Bournemouth yeah. apparently in for him, but uh, hopefully it won't happen. Well, I think, you know... I, I, we, we, you kind of think, well, what do they, what do they argue about? What's the problem? You know, they, yes, yes, they want to buy this boy. It, is it, are they arguing over money? Is it, you know, has he got a why problem? Why leave it to the last injury? minute? I mean, when you have all this time, <laughs> why do clubs leave it to the last minute? Sort of Tottenham, Daniel Levy style. Yeah. Listen, I've got a better one for you, Matt, right? We're, we're going to reinvent football. So, so, so this, this, all this thing should be done before they start the new season. So the day before the new season starts, that's the end of the transfer no, window. That's a good idea. Want, Thank I you very want. much. Mark Lawrence. The last word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today FM.